0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast sponsored by bet online i am steve Wiseman, the duke beat writer for the raleigh news and observer joined as always by the landlord sheldon williams sheldon how's your week been it's been all right you know uh
0: we have very warm weather so i'm very happy about that i mean yesterday and today 80 degrees in february
1: who would have thought that yes sir (laughs) it's almost march we got summer weather it's fantastic it's it's 80 degrees here on the triangle today too so um, there you go good stuff and the blue devils are heating up uh, they yep. won three in a row. You Pretty were in the much. house Monday night. Uh, I, was. Uh, I were was watching watching them beat Louisville. Uh, yep. You shot yep. a free throw at halftime. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charity still won out. Charity can still got their money. So oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. all okay. good. The Duke yeah. Children's Hospital. That's what it's all about. So, um, yes, yeah, I want to uh, remind everybody about the Believe in Duke podcast sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the number one source for all sports betting needs. All your sports betting needs this season, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll find all the latest odds, team matchup, info, player news, and game trends at Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. It was wonderful to see Sheldon back in Cameron. Your first time back this year, right? Uh, to a game. My
0: first home game, yes.
1: First home game, yeah. You were obviously yes. at Georgia Tech.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
1: so now you're two and zero watching the Blue Devils.
0: I am. I am. I mean, uh, maybe I need to uh, come to more uh, games live. You know, me two and zero is pretty good, right? <laughs> you need to hit up Greensboro and then.
1: Wherever right. else in March, right? That's the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you right. come over to Chapel Hill. I don't know if you've been to a game at Chapel Hill or not. But, I have uh, not
0: been there <laughs> as a ex-player. Um, okay. I, that would probably be on my list as well. I haven't had the need to want to go yeah. to Chapel Hill, but the fact yeah. that uh, I think that would be kind of pretty cool to actually experience from the other side as a, you know a post player.
1: It's, it's something else. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, just like it is for them when they come to Cameron that, uh, mm-hmm, you know, that's mm-hmm. the way it should be right. The rivalry. So, um, but anyway, we, we, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that Monday night Duke played very well, uh, beaten Louisville, 79 to 62. It's a team that they should have beaten and should have beaten handily. 17 uh, is a, you know, a good margin of victory there. Um, uh, Nolan Smith, speaking of people coming back, Nolan Smith was back mm-hmm. as an assistant. For Louisville, they're having a they're having a terrible season. They're in a total rebuild, but uh, you know, and they took a in that game. Remember, they took like an eighteen to nine lead. L. Ellis, the kid from Durham.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize that uh, he's from Durham, yeah. but I'm looking at it, and at one point, he had eleven or thirteen points. I'm like, yeah. uh, if we can just stop this one guy, <laughs> you know, we're fine. Like as a, you know, as we try trying to fill our way into the game and try to make sure that you know how this game's going to kind of flow. I'm like, hey, we got one guy to stop right now. Like, just focus on this guy, and y'all can Number figure three. out everything else Number later. the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, Y'all can figure out everything else later. But make sure you follow this guy and make sure he don't touch the ball no more. I mean, he was literally catching the ball, shooting, scoring, and I saw him, like, looking at the bench smiling every time he hit a shot. So, you knew it was personal for this guy, yeah. and he was waiting for this. And I'm sure he had a whole bunch of family because he's from Durham. I'm sure he had a whole bunch of family there. And But he, I was like, hey, we can't have this guy go – like this and make it a game for us and you know granted he kind of got cut off a little bit
1: uh but he still had a you know a good second half as well he ended up with 21 points mm-hmm. uh on eight of 15 shooting three of five three-pointers he made all those three-pointers early in the game so they yeah, did. He did. Duke ended up kind of you know obviously he got 11 real quick he ended up at 21 they slowed it down you know the pace for that point but right. good for him he did have family and friends and all you know the people in there Dur- he's back in durham back in the bull city man he was doing doing his thing and good for him but uh but good for the Blue Devils for taking care of everybody else and slowing him down.
0: Right, right, And right. you know what
1: else they, you know, again they were down eighteen to nine, and uh, we've seen this happen in some road games where they got down early and they couldn't get their couldn't get their momentum back, couldn't couldn't turn it back around, and they immediately you know boom they went on like a nine zero run and uh, erased that deficit. And once Duke got ahead, Louisville never got back. They never got right. back in the second second half within single digits. You know, I was ten points at least. So right. to me, that was a, again a sign of growth with this team. I thought.
0: I definitely. I mean, I think uh, once they got down eighteen and nine, they did not panic. You know, they were still trusting their system and the process. And it's crazy how what a big shot or move can do while you're at home. The momentum just changes just like instantly. You know, they went ahead, they went ahead and uh, threw the lob to um, Lively. He gets a dunk. And Lively having the ball and he's passing the ball to flip and he gets a dunk. They have back-to-back dunks and all of a sudden it's crazy how a momentum changed that fast where you can sit there and be at home and the energy you get from the crowd starts changing your whole energy level as a, as a player. And the slow start you have as a team is not even a factor anymore because everybody's you know, re-energized into what's going on. It's just crazy because a, a lot of times when you're on the road, You don't get that, you know, energy from the crowd because everybody's kind of going against you. But being in Cameron, having back-to-back dunks, all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, energy just went up. And you can feel it, you know. That's one of the good things about being in Cameron and being there live. You actually feel it when it happens. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) right, man. You can, I mean, you can literally, like, feel it inside. you? you? yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: (laughs) When when they get the momentum going. And you're right, when you're on the road, the home team takes an 18-9 to lead. That place is going crazy yelling for them you know, Shire would call timeout, he, you know, that kind of thing. And they're trying to uh, gather themselves and it's just noise. And that's kind of what Louisville was facing the other night when, when right. Duke started taking the lead, you know, that's, right. that's why Duke's undefeated at Cameron Indoor stadium this year. Yes. That's, yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> big, big reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, has already set a record by most wins at home in a row to start his career. Nobody else has started, you know, 14 and 0 at home as a Duke. Okay. Head coach. So, He's already done something Coach K didn't do, right? Coach okay, K okay. 14 Does Garrett. that include the
0: win uh,
1: against Wake at home? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't? Well, it should, maybe. It, yeah. a half... That's on K's record because he started the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess
0: so. I John guess got
1: so. the save. It's like baseball. Yeah,
0: okay, okay. He got the save. <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, so um, the home court advantage is huge. Uh, and Duke you know, has two more home games coming up Saturday, Virginia Tech, and then uh, Tuesday against NC State. Which is all about revenge, all about revenge in those two. I mean, I talked to the guys post game. You, you were back there post game. I saw you talking to Mike mm-hmm. Um, You know, these guys want to avenge those losses, and you can, right. you can feel it. They, and they feel like they're playing well enough to to be able to accomplish that.
0: I uh, definitely, uh, first of all, shout out to Mike Shragi. You know, he was there when I was in school, and then he wound up leaving afterwards. And uh, well, leaving his position, he was still at school at, at Duke, and mm-hmm. Kenny King became the academic advisor, and then Shragi wound up leaving. After that, um, but the fact, you know, it was kind of cool to see him back into, you know, the Duke you know, atmosphere and environment. It felt yeah. like old times. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be something that we got to continue take game by game. You know, um, the first one uh, that we're going to go against is going to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, v Tech mm-hmm. and V Tech is playing hot right now. I mean, they, it seemed like we kind of reenergized their season. You know when they beat us at B Tech back in uh, was it uh, early January? Whatever it was? Yeah,
1: January twenty third. It's the night Whitehead yeah, yeah. got hurt. So right, right. Yeah. when
0: uh, there was over five in conference, and all of a sudden they just changed that completely around after they beat us. So it's going to be a game that uh, they are looking to see how we're going to respond to what they did to us at uh, Blacksburg. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, as long as we continue to take care of home, I think we'd be fine. Um, I know a lot of times as young players, you want to look at the Carolina game. No matter if they're good, bad, whatever, you always look at the Carolina game. And I think uh, the staff is probably going to do a good job of just kind of concentrating, like, hey, the game ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we get to it when we get to it. But first, we got to handle this business first, and then we'll go to the NC State next. And then we go into all the stuff that's going to go along with, uh, you know, Carolina. But uh, I think, you know, we have to make a big jump these next two games. Cause this right here is going to tell us how tough we are. And then also how are we going to respond when we go into the tournament uh, conference tournament, as well as NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. And I think it will be easier to keep the guys focused because they lost the way they lost at Virginia tech. And then of course, NC state was, an embarrassment, right? Eighty-four to sixty. So right, right. Th- that won't be any trouble getting them getting their attention for those, for especially NC State. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, hope, I hope not. Hope not. <laughs> we'll come to
1: that one. But uh, you know, uh, again, against uh, against Louisville, and against Syracuse, the game before that, Duke's offense. Now we're watching. You know, they're shooting at a, at a higher percentage. They're shooting better for three point than they have. Uh, you know, other times, especially back in January, and they're collecting a lot of assists. They had nineteen assists on twenty nine field goals. Uh, against Louisville. And I just wondered what your thought was watching them in person, the way you see the connectedness, the way the, the ball's moving around with sometimes without a lot of dribbles. That's what you want, right? Right, right. Um
0: yeah, I think it was like um one thing that kind of stood out was back to back plays where I think everybody touched the ball when Grandison shot the first three in the corner. And then either the next play or the play after he does the same thing. Everybody touched the ball and he's in the opposite corner and he hits a you know the corner three. And the the fact that we had 19 assists, uh, you know, shooting uh, 40% from three, 49 from two, I think that uh, it's continuing to grow about how we are being connected as a whole team. I think, uh, you know, Mark doesn't get a lot of credit. He does a lot of the dirty work, a lot of things that he does that doesn't really get noticed because of him playing both sides of the ball, basketball um, you know, for him to you know, play defense, also come down and try to muscle his way and try to get to the pain, get closer. You know, that's what he does anyway. Um, I was very impressed by we finally got single digit uh, uh, turnovers. I mean, we only have five. <laughs> I know uh, Louisville is not a team that kind of put a lot of pressure on you, but the fact that we were taking care of the ball a lot better than we have in the past, uh, outside of Flip, Flip had three of those five turnovers. And for him, you know, just me kind of watching him in person. Um, he does a lot of things where he's trying to either do a little bit too much, meaning he will he does a spin move and his spin move is always where he's losing the ball once he spins. And it's kind of almost like he's throwing the ball outside of his body. And a lot of times that kind of causes him to kind of lose the ball. And I think he did it a couple times again against Louisville, which is it's the right move because you can see what he's trying to do, but his spin move is is just not close to him. It's just kind of a little bit wild where it's outside of his body frame, and he starts losing the ball. So once he gets that taken care of and taking a, you know, watching film and trying to see how he can kind of get that, you know, better, because like I said, it's the right move. Mm -hmm. The one he did on the baseline where he got the dump. you know, he he spun the ball, and the ball was inside his frame, and it came right back up to him, and he wound up getting a, you know, a dump. But the fact that you know he's on the elbow, he spins and the guard right there at the nail, waiting. Like, okay, well, thank you. You know that's what he does. Um, but you know we're getting better. So that's that's the main thing. We, you can see it. We're getting better as a team. We're getting better. It's it's been a, a long journey, but you can still see all the the milestones that are keep you know taking place throughout the the season.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and again, they have the whole roster available for the first time. I mean, it's been rare that the whole team's been available yeah, uh, to play. Yeah. Uh somebody's been hobbled or, or out or sick or something. And sure. uh that's great analysis of flip and, and what he's doing. He had he had three of the six I think they finished with six assists. So he had three of them. He had half the uh, I'm sorry, turnovers. He had half the turnovers the other night. Uh, and that, and you're right. That move is something that I know, you know, uh, Emil Jefferson spends a lot of time working with the bigs, uh, naturally. And so, um, that's something I'm going to try to talk to him this week about, um, working on a a larger story about flip. That's going to run, um, around the ACC tournament time, just to give everybody a little heads up there to look for that in the news and observer, but, uh, about the season he's had, he's going to be likely be the freshman of the year in the ACC. I don't know how he won't be. He's won the award, the weekly award, like eight or nine times. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the top freshman in the ACC, and he's such a big key to what they're going to do in the tournaments coming up. I mean, he's been the regular, you know, the consistent uh, outside the Virginia game, he's a consistent scorer, consistent rebounder. He passes the ball pretty well. He had he did have three assists, um, uh, in addition to those three turnovers, but three assists for a big guy—that's pretty good. And as you said, he you know the post to post passing he's doing, and uh, you know that move that you're talking about. He's certainly, certainly going to have to get that cleared up before he goes to the NBA. I mean, because he's projected as a first-round pick to go out this summer. And, uh, I, again, I know – you know, Emil, uh, how much he'll hard work he'll do with with Flip on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: uh, selfishly, I hope, you know, he could, he comes back. <laughs> um, but, you know, I it, just me because I think uh, the way these guys are uh, progressing and the guys are coming in, we could be very dominant next year with all these guys um but that's just me being selfish and i'm sure you know the nba there and it's a little bit different i mean now when i played you know we didn't have the nil deals now we got the nil deal so you know like what's rush you know like that type thing but that's just me being selfish but yeah i think you absolutely absolutely right i mean um he's gonna have to work on uh his ball handling and get that kind of touched up uh i'm not sure what kind of drills he's doing with the meal but i'm sure he notices you know these things too i mean as a player this is if, you, if you're a student in the game, you're going to see this. Yeah. And I'm sure the coaching staff is going let him know as well. Um, you know, we do have a bar handler, so that kind of kind of takes away from, you know, some things that he may need to work on as fast as he needs to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that he is capable of doing this, you know, he was a big surprise for me because I didn't think he's going to be the man on the team right away like this, and he's been the man on the team. Like, you know, that's just yeah, flips team. But it's going to be uh, great to see uh, – exactly how he takes this type of adversity, as well as the things he's trying to continue to prove on as we kind of go deep in the season. And now it's, we're getting ready to be, what, three games away before. Yeah. This is real time now. Like, no, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is what y'all, you know, came to play for Duke and saw on TV and everything else. Now it's getting ready to be the time.
1: It's about hanging banners, right? You come to Duke to hang banners.
0: Yes, Um, yes, very much. Speaking
1: of that, Quinn Cook was back. I always think of him when I think of hanging banners because he was back Monday night, too. And I remember going into his senior year, just to get off of a quick tangent here about hanging banners, they hadn't hung any banners in his first three years. They hadn't won the ACC, hadn't been in the Final Four, all that stuff. And uh, his last year, they won the, the Final Four, they won the National Championship, and that was all about, what he was there he was just committed he was a senior captain that was all it and so again this is what they're at duke to do they are here to win the acc go deep in the NCAA tournament and hang a couple more banners that way whatever they can do it hasn't been an easy ride this year they're not ranked uh lost a lot of games you know in ways that duke hasn't lost before Mm -hmm. but it sure looks like they're starting to gel together there's a lot of pieces there um, I want to ask you all about also about Dariq Whitehead since you were, again, you got to see him in person and um, he didn't play in Atlanta when you were there, right? That was right after he got hurt. Yeah, it was right after he got hurt. I mean, it's my first time
0: I seen him play live. Um, he didn't have a great shooting game. I think he was a uh, two for nine or something like that. Yep. Um, but you know, just his build and the way he was kind of moving up and down the court. I can see why people were high on this guy when he came out of high school. Um. I, obviously, I'm not going to take you know the the game that I saw, you know, you know, any weight to it because like you know I've seen him play on TV and I saw you know some of the things he's capable of doing. So he had kind of an off night at home against Louisville, but the kid is a, a very solid kid. You know, um, he seems to be engaged in the in the the schemes that Duke is running, and he I saw him over talking back and forth with Coach, uh, you know, Carwell Chris Carwell and you know, trying to figure out, you know, what he needs to do better and things like that. So you can see he's he's willing to learn. He's you know in it for the right reasons. Um, you know, sometimes the ball doesn't go go in for you. and that was one of those nights.
1: Yeah. And he's but he's had plenty of other games, you're right, where yeah. the ball has gone in, especially recently. He's been a really good that game up at Syracuse, the four three-pointers over the zone. That was very key in Duke winning that game. Shire actually, after the game to in in a press conference with us, talked about he thought that was one of Dariq's better overall games. Just take the shooting out because he he thought he defended very well. He played 26, almost 27 minutes, no turnovers. Again, talk about getting back to fixing turnovers. Right. Right. Um, Whitehead had, had been a little loose with the ball at times as he adjusted to this level of play and also being um, you know, he had to get his shape back twice. He broke his foot. Remember back in summer. Um, that was actually he broke his foot the day he turned 18 years old. He's only he's barely 18. He turned 18 in August so um that's another thing to factor in he's young
0: yeah, yeah um
1: anyway so you know he had to get his conditioning back from that and then he hurt. his got hurt again with a leg at Virginia Tech and so missed some practice he's just now he's really just now getting into the shape he wants to play in so um that's a good sign again we talk about how Duke has a higher ceiling to reach even though here we are three games left in the regular season but there's still room to grow that they can do and um uh you know that was also a night against um Louisville, all five starters scored in double figures. Uh, that's the first time that had happened this year, where um, uh, the five starters all had, uh, they had other guys with yeah. five double figure games, but all five starters, right? Very, so very, very well balanced.
0: Yes. No
1: question about it. Mark Mitchell had 13 points. Uh, big win there. So now we uh, turn attention real quick to uh, Virginia Tech. And, um, uh, you know, they shot very well from three. They shot better from three that game. Than most teams have done against Duke all year. Duke's been a very good defensive team, guarding the three point uh by switching all the time and closing out. They've been very strong at that. Uh Grant Basile, the big guy inside that did very well. Um was that number 12? Yes. Yeah, yeah they got the guy yeah, the big guy six yeah. nine from I I uh, didn't know
0: I didn't know much about this kid. Uh because it first start off with uh Ellis hitting tough threes. And you know, some of the shots he was hitting, it was tough threes. Yeah. And then number 12 came in. And I'm like, who is this guy? He, he yeah, JJ a, yeah, JJ
1: Trainer. Yeah, JJ Trainer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He came yes. in and had a couple threes.
0: And then uh I'm like, all right, well, I guess he's a shooter. Y'all need to go ahead and get <laughs> out on this guy.
1: Like put a hand up with something. <laughs> he ended up with 16 points. He hit four three pointers yeah. for Louisville in that game. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Virginia Tech, uh, they 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 have the guys on the perimeter, they have uh they have a pretty good inside game. Kid transfer from Wright state, had a big game against Duke in Blacksburg. So um, the key is going to be, I think, keeping them from getting comfortable on the three-point line. that That's, to me, what the biggest key in this game is. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I
0: definitely agree. I mean, um, hopefully that was kind of an a anomaly-type game where, you know, we won't have that happen again. You know, we know that, you know, uh, I forgot the kid's name. Hunter Couture? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, wind up having a good game, you know, shooting yeah. game, and yeah, I was like, you would pick our game to actually, you know, <laughs> have he did in the ACC that.
1: championship game last year too. The guy, yeah, was yeah, yeah. So it. I was like, you would, you would, <laughs> like, you know, everybody else is, you know,
0: the whole team is kind of trying to find out uh, their way, and all said, boom, they found a way against <laughs> us. You know, it just sometimes it happens like that against Duke, but uh, hopefully, uh, we have a good, a better chance to know actually uh, make sure that we are. Logged in and uh, take away those threes and make them trying to shoot contested twos. If we are able to uh, get these guys shooting a lot of contested twos and run them off the three-point line, I think we have a better chance of not only taking them out of their game plan, but also giving us confidence because we're going to need that going into the next game against NC state who kind of similar, you know, shoots a lot of threes as well with those guards. And then obviously you have big boy down low, but Um, hopefully that will be kind of a, a, a confidence builder if we do that against VTech before we go into uh, NC State.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they definitely got to take care of, of that game before you even look at, at NC State. Right. And again, on our pod, we'll talk about the NC State game. The next episode is going to come out Monday at noon. We'll talk about – we'll break down that game for sure because that's going to be a big contest. NC State's playing very well. Uh, Jerkel Joyner and Turquavian Smith are two of the better guards in the ACC. They're going to be up there for all ACC uh, you know, awards. Uh, Jordan just had a triple double last week. Mm-hmm. On that, they lost at Syracuse. He had a triple double that game. They followed up, I think, with t- like twenty nine points against uh, Wake Forest the other night. So, um, just playing, playing very well. But again, t- got to take care of Hunter Couture and Sean Padula from the Hokies because this is two games in a row they've shot very well. If you go back to Brooklyn in the ACC title game last year, and then up at Blacksburg, so that'll be the key for the Blue Devils again if they can keep these turnovers down. Only uh, right. uh, they've, they've done it very well. The last two games here against Syracuse and, uh, and Louisville and in the, the game before that against North, uh, Notre Dame and they only had eight turnovers. So uh, the percentage of turnovers as far as possessions is starting to come down too. And uh, that's, we've talked about that a lot. This team is a pretty good offensive team when they don't turn the ball over. I mean, it's like, right. you know, it'd be a nice day if it wasn't raining, but you know, stop the rain <laughs>
0: right right absolutely absolutely
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta you know not like like you said flip got be loose with the ball that move and uh Proctor uh is getting better um he was four or 13 against Louisville but he had four three Porters
0: four he was four for eight from three so he hit some big threes when we needed him to hit some big threes and then you know Jeremy Rose I want to say he wanted to have him 12 in the second half yep. you know I think uh, he had that one shot that'd be in the half that was the only points of the first half, and then you wind mm-hmm. up having uh, twelve more in, uh, in the second half. So it was great to see uh, these guys kind of, um, you know, get into it. And like I said, it was, was well balanced. You know, all five scorers, uh starters with uh, double digits. I mean, you can count six if you want to count. Um, Granison with nine points off the bench. You yeah. know, it's pretty much you know a double double. I mean, a double figure scoring as well too. So it was great to see that. So that's the team that we need to be. And before we head out, I know uh, Hart and Hessel um, was uh, giving me a little bit uh on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, about my my free throw about to my emergency podcast and things like that. But uh, just let y'all know, no excuses. I mean, I haven't really shot since uh, I stopped coaching. But the fact that I come me, like, hey, how you doing? Great to see everybody. Oh, by the way, you shooting? I'm like, shooting what? At halftime. <laughs> you shooting at halftime, the free throw. I was like, uh, uh, okay, okay. And then they crammed me uh, behind the bench. I'm over here all stiff and everything. But, you know, what? Like, no excuse, no excuse. I still I still should have went ahead and not shot. it. At least could have gave me a practice shot and then a real shot, at least give me that. I mean, I'm all crammed up, you know. But, you know, it's all it's all good. So next time uh, if I go to Duke at home game, I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure I shoot my free throws before I even get there just in <laughs> case the guy called me out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good call. And if it makes you feel any better, J.J. Redick
0: missed hey, his too, okay? One of the best to ever be a free throw shooter at Duke, and he misses and I miss, you know, maybe maybe – it's something with the, the goal. I don't know the ball. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right, man, but it's all right. for charity. It's all good. Charity uh-huh. gets their money either way. So um it's good stuff. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. And yes, yeah, Abigail hustle. We appreciate all her support of this podcast. She's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's yes, a yes. Big Duke fan. She supports us. She, she, she uh, consumes our copy, our coverage, our podcast. And we, we appreciate her. So yes, anyway, yes. thanks everybody uh again for, uh, for listening to this episode. Everybody supports podcast we appreciate bet online for supporting our podcast uh the believe in duke podcast so we'll be back again uh we'll tape another one sunday to come out monday at noon after virginia tech we'll be looking forward to that big game with the Wolfpack. um gosh that's you know i hate it's almost sacred to say it but that's gonna be almost as big a game as the carolina game because of the way NC state whipped them right
0: it's, yeah yeah it has to be yeah it has to, it has to be especially uh they, they are, what, top 25? And, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's going to be a huge game, and the way they whooped uh, Carolina too. Yep. So we got to go in with, you know, our, our sleeves rolled up and, you know, bring a lunch pail, old-school mentality. We got to – hey, it's going to be a doll fight You know, who's going to be tougher?
1: That's it. We will visit that uh, Monday. Please join us again then for the next edition of the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right.